This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of every best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making our truth journey a reality. Please subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to all segments of tonight's interview and all of our material. And I'm happy to report that Sanitas Radio's website is now up, ready for its launch on Tuesday, October the 1st, 2013. Take a look at the upcoming guests. It's going to be a lot of fun and great for mind, body, and spirit. Go to sanitasradio.com for more information. And for MMS, our USB drives with all our seasons and bonus material, and now Phytop Vitamins. Feel the difference. Visit the Veritas store for more information. And to get in touch with us for member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower? There's a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And tonight's special guest is Dr. Judy Wood. Truth, the pursuit of evidence, not consensus. Right now on Veritas. Dr. Judy Wood earned a PhD from Virginia Tech and is a forensic scientist and an engineer with over 35 years of experience in this very area. 
including over 60 peer-reviewed articles and publications, as well as teaching this discipline at a university level and is a former professor of mechanical engineering. She has research expertise in experimental stress analysis, structural mechanics, deformation analysis, materials characterization, and materials engineering science. In the time since 9-1101, she has applied her expertise to a forensic study of over 40,000 images, hundreds of video clips, and a large volume of witness testimony pertaining to the destruction of the World Trade Center complex. She is the author of the book, Where Did the Towers Go? Evidence of Directed Free Energy Technology on 9-11. And to learn more about Dr. Judy Wood and purchase a book, visit her website at drjudywood.com and wheredidthetowersgo.com, which are also linked at our website. And after 12 years of that Tuesday morning in 2001, I would like to welcome Dr. Judy Wood back to Veritas. Hello, Dr. Wood, and welcome back. How are you? Hello. It's great to be here. Great to be with you once again. It seems that um, as time goes by, I'm not sure if I can say that people seem to be forgetting, but it's been 12 years and there is still a cover-up. Why do we still have a cover-up? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Uh, one is because people want it that way. If they didn't want it that way, it would be different. But why they want it that way, they may not even be aware of. And I found that there's three things that keep people from understanding what happened. Number one is poor problem-solving skills. Uh, they tend to guess at the answer and then work backwards and cherry-pick data to support the answer. Number two is groupthink. People feel safer following their peers. So peer pressure can control people's uh, thoughts and, you know, public opinion. And the third thing is they can't handle the implications. They wish it weren't true, so they want, they'd rather uh, deceive themselves. It may or may not be conscious. So those three things, you know, keep things from, from going forward. And if it's too horrible of an outcome – People easily look for something else and also run with the herd. It, it is a survival instinct. You, you think of a, a, a big field full of deer, one gets spooked and they all go running. Only one of them knows why they're running. Same with a flock of geese. But 9-11 was an attack on human consciousness. It was a form of trauma-based mind control. And you think of, of children, you have trauma and they end up with a split personality of, of a type of schizophrenia to avoid having to deal with that very unpleasantness. What was 9-11? People compartmentalize that. And so they, they have their regular life, but then the 9-11 stuff, it, it's a trigger that triggers aggression. And I, I understand you had a guest on recently, Neil Sanders, who said it very well about That's right. um, yeah, like let's grab the pitchforks and, and let's go get them. We gotta go get somebody. And I saw that on nine eleven. That's what really upset me about the most is when I went into campus. I you know started out at home figuring stuff out. Then I went into campus, walked up the stairs, and there's these two faculty members saying, "We gotta go take them out. We gotta take them all out." They were already with their pitchfork in hand, ready to go get the witch on their witch hunt. And that was scary. Like before they even know what happened. They just, you know, they're given um, like the the scent of a of a uh, rag for a bloodhound, and you go get them. 
Kilsikum. But that's the issue that I'm I'm seeing a lot lately. We, we are leaving our thinking to someone else. In this case, to the media and the government. It wasn't even hours after that event happened, and already the media was using the name Osama bin Laden, and of course everybody was. They had a blood in their mouths, if you will, and they wanted the government to do the thinking for us. Oh, if they're saying Osama bin Laden, let's go get them without using critical thinking. And I was mentioning to you offline that I recently reconnected with a, a good friend of my childhood who happens to be uh, you know, a, a, a law graduate from Georgetown, has a doctorate degree in law. She uh, stopped practicing law to become a teacher because that was her passion. And she was telling me that the goal of the Department of Education in the United States is essentially to make high school graduates think like seventh graders. In other words, to take critical thinking, to limit verbal and written uh, and writing skills. Do you think this is part of the problem? Very, very much. And I see more of a need for education now than ever. Not our, our uh, you know, a public fool system, as as I've heard people call it, but uh, true education. It doesn't necessarily come in a you know a mass uh, production line type of of situation. Matter of fact, it's best if it doesn't. Uh, someone I, I was reading a, a Swedish article with a Google translator recently, and I thought it was a beautiful statement. They're writing up about my work, and they they said, um, you know, there is no need for another conspiracy than the one that destroyed the educational system. That's very powerful. Very, very. And look what happened. Imagine this. The buildings turned to dust. They didn't burn up. They didn't slam to the ground. They turned to dust in midair. We know that because of lots of key features, lack of significant seismic signal, lack of a, a seismic signal that traveled through the earth. There wasn't one. And lack of damage to the bathtub. And we saw there was very little rubble left over. And we saw the, the steel turning to dust as it fell, trailing dust. So here was the, these huge buildings that turned to dust in midair right in front of our faces on TV. Why did so few people see it? That's the question we should all be asking. Couldn't it be because they see the buildings more or less come down. For example, right now there's a, a new campaign, you probably have seen it, where they're really pushing forward, and I think this is this is important, to show that there was a third building that, call it what you will, call it that it fell down, call it that it disappeared, call it that it dustified it. Went, it, away. it, it went, went away. Went away. <laughs> but, but many people don't know that there was a third building involved. As a matter of fact, there were more buildings. Yeah, that, they don't know there was a fourth tower. They don't know that right. there was a fifth building and a sixth building. Seven. There were seven buildings that were destroyed that day, and there was an eighth building that was that was uh, damaged. It was infected, and it kept deteriorating. They had to, you know, ended up having to take it down. It took them ten years. Um, but right, there was the, anything with the WTC prefix that day was destroyed, and, and and that's something that few people realized. It wasn't two towers. It wasn't three towers. It wasn't four towers. It wasn't five buildings. Six buildings. With seven buildings that were destroyed that day, and of course they're going to—they usually mainstream. They would tell you, "Oh, Mel, but that's—it's just all that debris that bumped into those buildings that were in the, you know, close proximity. So they probably had structural damage and they had to be demolished." Well, then let's go see that debris that bumped into them. It, it doesn't exist. That's that's the strange part. You see the damage immediately, 
and you just see powder all over the place. So where'd the, where'd the dust come from? All oh, this dust all over the place. But you first need to start out with what happened. That's the key. You first have to establish what happened before you can determine how it happened, before you can determine who did it or why they did it. But what did we hear on 9-11? They hate us for our freedoms. Bin Laden did it. And, you know, he, he did it with instructing people to fly airplanes into the buildings. But what happened? That was never discussed. We were told how it happened, who did it, why they did it, but we weren't given the information to determine what actually happened. And if you don't first understand what your problem statement is, you know, what problem are you solving? If you don't know what happened and you immediately start with how it happened, who did it, or what what did it, you have to assume the what part of it. You have to assume what happened. So you're solving an, an imaginary problem, not a real problem, because you're, you have to imagine what it was that happened. Who did it? What, what's it that got done? And that is a, a really key feature. And uh, you know, few people realize that. That's what forensic science is about, is first looking at what happened. With You don't need a theory to determine what happened. If you If the evidence doesn't tell you then you aren't determining what happened. And what happened is it's empirical evidence. And a lot of people don't understand what that means. Empirical evidence is evidence that is that anyone looking at it, any honest person looking at it, would come up with the same conclusion. Like you see, you have a thermometer in the wall with the, the mercury in it, the old-fashioned ones, and you see it's you know halfway between the 70 mark and the 80 mark. Okay, so it's 75. Anyone who looked who looks at it would see that that's reading 75 degrees. Now, we're not talking about whether or not it's calibrated correctly, but we're talking about what the reading is on that. <clears throat> Just like, a, you know, a tape measure. Everybody looks at it and says, yep, it's, it, this is 12 inches long. That's empirical evidence. And empirical evidence is the truth that theory must mimic. If if a theory doesn't agree with the empirical evidence, the theory is wrong. So why start with a theory? A theory does not produce evidence. And uh, somebody um, uh, had a quote that I thought was really good. Empirical evidence uh, is is not a theory. It is the artifact that truth left behind. And that is quite true. So the more evidence you gather, the more truth you have. Evidence cannot be refuted. Well, if they, that day or a few days after, they started saying that there were 19 hijackers and we went and we attacked Afghanistan, why didn't we, if, if 15 of the 19 alleged hijackers were Saudis, why didn't we attack Saudi Arabia? It's, this is all, it's, you get people riled up, you, you stir up their emotions and they grab their pitchforks, they just want to go get somebody. And, and you aim at whatever you want to go get. And, uh, you know, that's not how you begin an investigation. You need to first establish what happened before you can even determine who did it. If you don't know what it was, you don't have a crime. And the best example I like to give is the Casey Anthony trial. The uh, prosecution had not uh, finished their investigation. They had not determined what happened. So, you, you know, you can't convict somebody of <clears throat> what was the crime? What did she do? 
If you don't know what the crime was, how can you convict someone of it? it this doesn't mean she's innocent. doesn't mean she's guilty. It just means they had not solved the crime. And you have to first determine what happened. You know, was it was it was it premeditated, or was it accidental, or was you know who was involved? It, it, there's a whole lot to it. You first need to establish what happened. It's the most important thing, and that is sort of the insulation someone could give themselves to make them less um, susceptible to being coerced or or psyoped. Well, isn't this exactly well, not exactly, but somewhat similar to what's happening right now? with the Syria situation. You know, the media is telling us that that uh, a lot of people got gassed, but they are telling us here in the United States that, oh, it must have been the Assad regime. Nobody's doing a forensic investigation. Why is it that we jump so, so quickly into conclusions? Let's just go and attack. Since when did we become judge, jury, and executioner without having actually forensically studying what happened? Yeah, we're we're back to the witch hunt days, the Salem witch hunts. There's, there's no difference because they're you know here this person is the witch. They're a witch because they're standing on two feet in front of us. They're a witch because they have a pencil in their hand. They're you know, whatever they need to conjure up that proves that they're a witch. And it's it's uh, probably a very um, barbaric or elementary uh, instinct, you know, to 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 go after something kind of like dog fights, you know, you get dogs fighting each other. Well, people are being turned into that. They're devolving. And it's important to be able to think first before you do. Don't let your emotions do get tugged because that's how it works. Think of advertising campaigns on TV, you know, especially the TV ads with the starving children in, in Africa. Here, send your money now, and, and that tugs at people's hearts, and so they write they write a check. Doesn't matter if the money ever ends up there or not. It's it's how they get pulled into it, um, and and emotions you know, are very much used. I think you could you can cite lots of examples. You know, they have a babe sitting in a car, so if you buy this car, you can have a babe like this too. That's the implied message. Advertising works by emotions, so why why run things on on advertising campaigns? But they work, they work, but they bypass critical thinking. Isn't this why people, when they watch TV, and I discussed this with uh, Neil Sanders and others, isn't that why people, when they watch TV, they almost fall asleep because since they're not thinking, their 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 mind is essentially being taken over by what's coming from the subliminal tube. Exactly. And it's like they have a big funnel and they're just pouring in, you know, whatever they want this person's thoughts to be. And the, the same, that's what advertising campaigns are about. Now, why do people think that they need a product? Oh, because everybody else has. I need it. Why? Well, I just need it. You know, it, children are, are very easily a target for that because they don't have much experience in life and they can easily get suckered into things. And so, you know, a lot of advertising is aimed at them, and you get the kid to want something so bad they kick and scream until mommy gives it to them. Well, not only that, I've seen commercials during Christmas time. When you see the actual message of the commercial uh, uh, told in such a way that the child can convince the parents to buy that product. Exactly. 
Exactly. It's it's done on emotion. And and not it doesn't have anything to do with reason. And you know, grabbing your pitchforks and going after the bad guy is uh seems justified. I don't know if we should mention that article. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.